Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer. Uh, you found ourselves in a little extra zone. Uh, this one is a bit of an odd month. Turns out this week, <laughs> there's like five weeks in this month, so... We've put the extra episode here, and the full episode for Earthbound is only two weeks away. As always, I'm joined by Adrian. How's it going? And Matt. Hello. This is where we just like to hang out, catch up, see what everyone's playing. Oh, we're not going to get too heavy into Earthbound. Sometimes there's a little sprinkling of early thoughts, but let's just uh, let's just kick it off. How how you doing, Matt? How you moved house? How's it yes. going? Uh, so we've moved house and I am physically destroyed. Uh, so long time listeners know that I've been streaming twitch.tv slash megamanex. However, yeah, week without streaming, week without any PC or major console games. So... Uh, I have actually been missing Earthbound. I was like, ah, oh, wish I could play Earthbound, but everything's getting packed up slowly. But now that we've made the move, I do intend to play Earthbound, so that's good. Uh, and I've only had small snippets here and there uh, to, you know, do things like play Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC, because I never touched that until now or you know the uh playstation 5 what's that yeah i went into eb games the day before my birthday and i was like the planets sometimes align do you have a birthday present for me that i have to pay 750 dollars for and they went we do and so I got the PS5, and I played a hot half hour of Bug Snacks oh. today, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> which is probably a little bit more disappointing than Astro's Playroom, which I've played at Adrian's. It's like going from Astro's to Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks isn't a bad game, but it's like to go. This is the next generation of gaming. Bug Snacks is not <laughs> the game. <laughs> that ain't it. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's been a family guy machine. <laughs> We've been watching family guy, uh, and then half an hour of bug snacks and then that's it. I think the game that'll make you go, wow, next gen is demon souls. I think that's definitely the standout. That's what I've heard. But, uh, you know what else stands out? The bloody prices. Oh, oh my god! Hundred and like thirty in Australia. Yeah, like there's some games. There's just some games that it's like, no, you don't have any right to be. Like to be honest, I think the sports games. It makes sense because you're already milking that audience anyway. May as well go full shameless. Uh, what else was there? Was something else? I think maybe Returnal was quite expensive. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, maybe because <gasps> it's a. But then I'm like, Demon Souls remake, like it's a it's a remake, like how is that 130? I think of any game to earn that price, it's Demon Souls. Like I know your point of view, but like Demon Souls feels like they put effort in to actually take advantage of the PS5 hardware so they're actually fulfilling their excuse of our oh, next gen games are harder to make so we're gonna up the price 
Whereas, like, uh, you know, I'll I have seen stuff about Demon Souls, so I'll allow it. Like, they've made animations and stuff. I don't know. Go watch Vardy video. I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, so I do concede. Demon's Souls was a bad example, but there's other games. Like, okay, how about Spider-Man. Control? Control? What's the control? price of Control? What was, no, no, no. It's not what the price of Control is for me. It's what was the price of Control for you. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got, like, the whole PS5 upgrade for free. Fuck Remedy. Fuck Alan Wake. <laughs> they can go to hell. It'll cost me $60 to do it. For some reason, they've gone. Oh, you've, sorry, you got. Was it pay. A, so? It was, it was timed. Uh, yeah, it was timed. I think it was timed with the like. If you had a PS Five when it went on PS Plus, you just right. got the PS Five version. Unfortunate. Uh, yeah, it's very rude, very insulted, honestly. And it's like there's some games we kind of had this discussion, um, where it's like there's some games. So, like, Control, for example, it does have DLC. The PS5 users, I'm pretty sure, got the Ultimate Edition with a graphical upgrade. And correct me if I'm wrong if on that fact. But then it's like, I don't need the DLC right now. I'll buy the $60 DLC when I'm done with the main story. For now, give me that main story with the graphical upgrade. That's what I'm like. Show me that it's worth it, you know? Yeah, and I don't want to be playing on stupid. What what does the PS4 run? What what was that? Seven twenty p. Controls are really good as well. I do recommend it. I don't, I don't know how much quote unquote worse the PS4 version is, but it looked fantastic. It played fantastic when I gave it a go. I imagine if the loading times will be quicker because that's what I think as well. It's like uh, I think of Bloodborne and Monster Hunter World, and I'm like. Are they just, am I going to hit play? And they're just going to be like, yeah, we're there. We're here. We're in Astera now. We're there. Yeah. We're well, in that's why I want to give you like uh, Red Dead Redemption because that makes your PlayStation 4 like base model uh, just want to take off to space and you're just stuck looking at beautiful pictures of the, of the in-game Wild West. But like uh, it's like sitting down when your aunt's showing the slides from her holiday. You're like, oh, when is this going to end? Like, so I'd like to see how that runs and how quickly you can get into game. Well, because I had Red Dead Online, and that was actually one of the games that I have already installed. And and it is like, I'm I'm wondering, I haven't played it yet, and I'm wondering, is it going to be, because it can go quite beautiful. That game is quite beautiful. Oh, it's uh, very good. Sometimes you're in town and you're like, Ooh, is that a walking sack of potatoes? Oh, the Texas popped in. It's a person. <laughs> uh, but I wonder what the PS5 is going to be like. It's like I've loaded everything from St. Denis to Tumbleweed. Well, I think you um, tested it out when I was playing uh, Bloodborne on stream and it was like four times faster than to load just Bloodborne. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's right. I do recall that. And yeah, you're like, okay, now we're just going to lower Yarnum. And then I like did it at the same time as you. And then I'm like, ah, oh, silly me. I have stream delay. Ah, oh, no, it's also PS5. PS <laughs> like it's just five. done. PS4 delay. 
Yeah, that's true. PS4 delay. PS5 underlay. No, oh, that wasn't like a pun or anything, I swear. Well, after all your kicking and screaming, uh, how does it feel? Do you feel like your life's complete now that you have a PS5? I feel like I don't. Like, if that's the question, I feel like the answer is I don't have a PS5 yet. Because it's like <laughs> I haven't experienced it yet. What do you mean? Half an hour of the exclusive bug snacks? No, that's not epic. Is Oh, okay. It's com- and it's coming to Steam. <laughs> Was it just? It's actually quite. It's quite good. If if it's free on Epic or whatever, it's actually not that bad. Like it's just yeah. When you're thinking, actually no, I'm gonna say it. Why isn't it on PS4? The PS4 could run this like easily. Like there's nothing. There's nothing groundbreaking going on here. It's, it's people, you turn their limbs into snacks. It's a lot of different bugs. snacks. Got a lot of different limbs. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> no, it's uh, Bug Snacks is uh, not uh, not winning any any awards, but it's not a bad game. It's just a huh? What? Why that? Like, the idea was like, what? And then you get over that, and then you're playing it, and you're like, yeah, this is fun, but why is this the game? <laughs> that everyone got it on ps plus and was like well this will be it this will be the game when really it's astro's playroom astro's playroom is that's such a good game it is really fun he was playing it i'll be down for a whole like committed full-fledged game of that i think it's called Sackboy. ew uh (laughs) (laughs) what else have we been playing because it's been a little while since we checked in and i think we've skipped over a like we've all played a few games in the time. Like I know, Michael, you were playing Mass Effect. Have you moved on from that? No, uh, I've been playing Mass Effect since my birthday in June, <laughs> uh, because it's a beefy trilogy. There's so much there. Uh, I think I'm maybe a quarter to a third through the final game. Uh, so I'll see you all next year. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's really good though. Uh, I think this is another one that I'll probably hand off to you, Matt. Maybe, Ooh. maybe you'd like to stream like a renegade ship or a run where you try and kill all your companions. Yeah, I think uh, we said this either last episode or maybe off air, where it's like you just be a bad shepherd. Not an evil shepherd, just a bad, bad, incompetent shepherd. (laughs) Incompetent shepherd. That would be the best. I don't know what you guys were talking about because you guys were like, try not to spoil me. The only thing I do right is save that one guy who, if you don't know beforehand, you kill. Yeah, the one we keep Everyone else dies. Everyone else dies except him. That's so all this that shepherd does. Kill everyone else. Yeah, That's gonna balance. be There's just it's uh Bioware I feel like post Mass Effect and sort of like even Dragon Age Inquisition is not like the best. But it's that's still kind of in that bracket. That Bioware was like gold, and they've sort of lost their way a bit. There's rumors that they're going to do a Mass Effect 4 after the failings of Andromeda. They're going to go back to the original <coughs> trilogy, and that's potentially why they did the Legendary Edition. Um, and it's like they're just they're very good at like Western RPGs. 
Like they're just kind of well written. Um, they need to f- fix the gunplay a bit though, because there's a lot of action and like it could probably do with a little bit of an update. Just pull a Fallout Four where they what they do? They based it off of Destiny's gunplay. Just pick a different shooter and then see what they did. Yo, just take Fortnite's gameplay. Exactly. <laughs> just the gunplay, yes. but instead of throwing down builds with your mats for the dub, you are uh, you're throwing down uh, what was that orange gauntlet thing that you got in the third game? Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, like like a light construct. Yeah, it's just your Omni tool can have like a have a sword attached to it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, Mass Effect and I go way back. Yep. Uh, Adrian, what have you been playing? Um, well, not a whole lot really. Just like still trucking on Smite, in and out of Minecraft a bit, just doing random builds and random time killy things. I did delve deep into the world of the outer wilds though and that game is really good uh highly underrated uh and overshadowed by its far uh, inferior game the outer worlds how dare you You, Um, finish i'm gonna finish outer wilds and come back and say that i'm gonna disagree only because outer worlds came out and everybody was talking about outer wilds so it's like, I, I feel like it's perfectly rated because it's a good game and everybody was like, screw Fallout New Vegas clone. This game's great. It just, it was so, another one of those like perfectly meticulously crafted games where it's unique in the its exploration in, the, in that it's so organic and so... Um, well plotted out that you can go anywhere and you'll still end up to the same point as everyone else. You'll still figure out all the same things because the whole point is that you're in this mysterious universe and you have these, you have it like you can talk to people and they'll tell you to go to a few places or you can just go to any place and start exploring randomly or you can follow the sounds of this, uh, like, sound scope you have. It's just, I, I had a friend who watched me stream it, who had played it already, and he was, he found it really interesting and engaging how I was playing it versus how he played it, and he was like, oh, you found that. Oh, I found that right at the end of the game. That's really crazy. And, oh, I spent so much time on this, and you haven't figured this thing out yet. Um, it's a lot of intrigue. It's a little... Uh, tough to get used to the controls, but very fun once you do. And then, uh, and I highly recommend it. I know we're, we're not doing it this year for the yeah the pod, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, on the flip side, what I didn't like, not that I actively hated it, but I didn't love it, was Pokemon Unite. I don't think we've talked about. We got into Pokemon Unite for a bit. I don't think we like. I wouldn't say we've put in enough time to judge a MOBA, but it also was very, like, it's still, as far as I'm aware, it's still 
the equivalent of like a <coughs> deer just born shaking, like quivering, and a wolf could just get him, you know? Uh, yeah, I think it's just a different... It's like it's trying to do different things but in a genre where I feel like we don't really do much different. We don't you know? need to do. I think it does too much different. When it didn't need to. Like, yeah. I like the hoops scoring idea, but I also, there were times where, where I'm, like, feeling squishy, like the other team's getting momentum in my lane, and I'm like, I wish I could hide under tower and have the tower, like, destroy them. Yeah, yeah. Not but that time. doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, it gives you a shield, but that's nothing in comparison to being way back and, like having an assassin try to gank you and you perfectly playing and them getting killed by you and the tower. Yeah. And you just feel like, yeah, that's what you get. Also, speaking of assassin, I feel like the jungle does not feel nowhere near as jungle enough for a MOBA, especially a two-lane where it's like, no, no, let me just take the highway. It's like, no, this isn't a jungle. They call it center, so yeah, it's not even a jungle. It's just the middle of the map. Yeah, it's it's got potential. It's got a lot of core. Like I enjoy. There's certain characters that I've picked up and gone. I love playing that kit. I would love to play that in Smite. I would love to play that in LOL. What that character does is fun, and I like navigating and um, using that. And then it's just like yeah, more of the like map stuff, and then some of the meta like. Uh, currency stuff I have design issues with. But oh, you mean the PvP? <clears throat> uh, PvP. P2W, pay to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is yeah inexcusable. But and... even outside of that, take away the payment, the idea of leveling up items outside of game doesn't sit right yeah. with me. I definitely prefer... Like, this is something I believe you can do in LoL, but definitely something you've taught me in Smite. And it's, like, counter-building and, like, seeing what the opposition's doing and then kind of building off of that. I like that aspect. And to have that just be, it's gone. Or, like, no, you you built wrong, so you're just going to lose this one. Like, I don't like that. Hmm. Um, I think in an attempt to make the game more casual and less, like, you have to know a lot of specific knowledge, they've made a, 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 an ambi they've made a I can't think of the word they've made a game where people just get better like you casual play is still de- disincentivized because <clears throat> excuse me because people are just going to have better items than you whether or not they've paid for it if someone's been playing more than you They've got better items than you. Well, I feel like... Go on. I was just going to say, I feel like that applies to, like, that's how I feel about Smite. Like, I feel... I know that this isn't true, but I feel like I can never play Smite in Osh servers because everyone will always be better than me. Yeah. like, But at least that's not feels- facilitated by the game. That's a population problem. That's not a... The game has a system in which 
people who play more are buffed more. Yeah, I I agree. But I'm just saying, like, it's the same thing, and I feel like it's something that, you know, if I feel like you can't, like, at the end of the day, if that's the, if you're, like, weighing up pros and cons to pick which, like, MOBA to play, it's, like, like, I wouldn't say that's a valid excuse at the end of the day. Like, I can't go, oh, well, everyone's better than me in Smite, so I can't play it. It's like, no, that's not it. It's because not only are they better than me, they're freaking ex-pros. <laughs> but that's that's an it's Osh-specific scary. problem yeah, as well. Yeah, I know. I don't know. And that's a, it just, I don't, interesting. I'll play with friends. If like if you're all picking it up and playing it, I'll join you. But I'm I don't have the same desire I do with other games to like go. Oh yeah, I'll pop it on and play a little bit myself. I like playing competitive games, but this isn't one that I feel like I want to. Um, I just think at the end of the day, for me, it's like controls. Uh, the second best. I think Smite has the best controls for a MOBA, and now Unite has the second best. And it's like, I feel like you can technically do greater things with the mouse and keyboard in League or Dota, but it's like I would prefer to be... uh, I think there are ways that you can kind of mimic this kind of control setup for them, but they are technically bannable, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. So, so because well, you're like modding the game. Yeah, true. Or, um, so if they added that control functionality to LOL, like I would probably jump on that quite quick. And then, Michael, did you play any Unite? <laughs> no, I, I have. I'm just like, mm, didn't yes, even interesting. Try. Uh, sounds fine <laughs> like that's the like that's my takeaway from this conversation i'm like oh it's okay with friends yeah like i'll play with friends but i would just as equally play i don't know like back for blood or dead by daylight we've been tr- picking up a little bit of that recently with varying results yeah like i would say like i'm you know trying to have a discussion with adrian because he's definitely He's right. He's got legs to stand on. I would say Pokemon Unite's probably better than Dead by Daylight. Okay. Like, for me, like, I, I quite like it. Dead um, by Daylight, because we've played, uh, we played a couple of times on Matt's stream, following hello. him at MegamattEX on Twitch. We've played a couple of times, and it doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like a game, if that makes sense... <laughs> It doesn't feel like a game full stop. That was the end of it. It just kind of feels like an experience that you have with your friends where you have varying uh, degrees of anger. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, like, but I don't... I, we've played a little bit now and it's one of those ones where you're just kind of going like, will, will, we, ever get, <coughs> will we ever get the win? I don't know if other people feel that way. Oh, we did. Remember? We got that one where the person was AFK. Yes. I swear swear we had another one, though, where we were doing really well and then they left. Oh, yeah, that might have been true. They went, no, I can't. Um, I can't come back from this. So that was all right. But in generally, I feel feel like... they are, it's a this kind of horror experience where you're supposed to laugh with your friends and you're probably not supposed to win. 
Yeah, it, I think it's the balance hinges way too much on the killer because the killer is the, like, like that's 100%. It relies on them. Are they good enough? Because I will try and kill her. I don't think you guys have, question mark? I've given it a go but not, no. like, played it, you know? Um, yeah, playing it, it's like I have respect for killers now because juggling these four rabbits is so hard. And it's like you don't want to, I believe the terminology is called tunneling, where you tunnel vision and you just target a survivor. I think, Adrian, you got tunneled once in one of our games. I think the killer, like, just kept going for put me. you on a hook. Yeah, you got put down and immediately he just was like, this one again. Uh, Back you go. Which it's like, eh. I think it's just not full BM, but, like, still not nice. Um, and so I'm trying not to do that. And then the second you're not like keeping full tabs on someone, they're gone. Even with the little scratch marks and it's like, they're gone. And so now I have like, whenever a killer is doing reasonably well, I'm like, yeah, you know, this wins. Whenever we've been getting, like, we have had a few killers that just are like unrelent, like, are you sure this isn't the real Michael Myers playing? <laughs> uh, that's like, ah, this matchmaking's not good. Which, speaking of, I would I would be more inclined to put up with it if the matchmaking didn't take longer than the games. Yeah. That's, like, it's got, I think it's similar to Smite. It's got a population problem, maybe, or maybe there's not that many people. I mean, again, like Smite, at, the, at like, at the new level. But we were getting... We were spending like five, ten minutes in matchmaking to get slammed in three minutes by like a top level uh, evil person. Or to just get the generators up and running and done and out <laughs> that one time. We need more of that. Uh, um, yeah, I think <clears throat> it probably is just a case of having to learn. And I think the other problem is it's not as team-based as I think us three would like it to be. Yeah, true. I think us three would like it to be like if we stick very closely together, um, like we'll win better. Like I think that's kind of what we're looking for when in reality I think it's like you're apart and then you quickly jump in and save someone if they need it Like, and then you're out again. I think that's the minute. I don't know. I've been sending you guys TikToks about it. So I haven't really. I've retained a little bit. Oh, with that said, if there's nothing else to mention on the topics, I have a little question based on some thoughts I had about the games we're covering this year, if you guys were willing to uh, entertain me. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to. Because I was thinking about Earthbound and Undertale and some of the other games. And I was noticing a trend. Do you think some of these genres we've touched upon, mainly, I guess the idea thought mainly came from RPGs and JRPGs. Do you think those genres and maybe some others are more inclined to be cult classic games because they're so hard to get into? Like they're great games, but that barrier to entry whether it's skill based whether it's 
knowledge based, whether it's just you go, oh, you got to get through the first three levels and then it opens up. Do you think there's something about those genres that just make them more inclined to be cult classics because they're harder to get into on average? Yeah, I'm happy to say yes for that. Like, uh, upcoming in November, we've got Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, and I tried to play that, and it was so hard to get into. So that's like, and Monster Hunter Rise isn't hard to get into, but the it's not a cult classic. The reason that we have it on is because Monster Hunter used to be a cult classic, and Monster Hunter, like, <clears throat> now has so many quality of life features. Whereas back then it was like, oh, you want to heal? Stay still and die. And Gabriel Knight. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Psychonauts well, has would... the bad first levels. Uh, yeah, sorry, you go, Michael. I would argue that, so if we look at, so take Earthbound, Gabriel Knight, probably even Psychonauts, um, I think they're cult classics because they are from an older era of gaming um, where I feel like fandoms were more disconnected. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that, uh, you know, like, and Gabriel Knight was like, that was enjoyed by PC gamers who played point and click. So anyone who grew up with a Nintendo was not playing Gabriel Knight. You were maybe playing Earthbound. Um but you could also just be playing like Mario back then. Like you might have only had a console because you enjoyed like platformers and maybe like kart races or shoot 'em ups or something. Like I feel that the the genres were more defined and and people might not have had potentially as wide a taste. And consoles, I guess, back then. You know, you're thinking about, like, in the year 1995 or whenever Earthbound came out, do they have a big enough audience that want to play a JRPG, you know, that are actually seeking it out? Or is it a lot of kids who are like, what's this weird Japanese translated game? I feel like kind of that's why they're more cult. Undertale, then, is the, the modern version of that and that it's... It's indie, you know. If if not, if Undertale didn't get the following that it did, didn't get the praise that it did, then less people would have played it, and it would be even more cult. I think it's just about access to the game that makes it a cult classic. Not necessarily if the game is clunky to play or good to play. Then what, because sometimes there are sleeper hits. Then what about something like Bully? That's you know that was slightly later in the you know PS2 era where games were a little bit more accessible. Or what about? Hmm. I'll say Destroy All Humans. Yeah, that's like, similar PS2 it, era. Right? It seemed to me quite popular, and so. I don't remember if I put it on as a cult classic or whoever did, but I'm pretty sure I remember seeing it on because I'm pretty sure Wikipedia has, it was either Wikipedia or a fan wiki has like a list of cult classic games, which is what I was working off of. 
for example, Cave Story was on that list, and I was like, oh, do I put that in? Because I haven't played it and I own it. Um, so it is considered a cult classic, but as far as I'm aware, Bully and Destroy All Humans were like good popular games that I didn't happen to play. But maybe that's the story with everyone. It's like, oh, yeah, I heard that was good from a friend, but I never played it. Because I think I agree with Michael's sentiment in some regards, like Phoenix Wright, I'd probably agree with. Gabriel Knight, I'd probably agree with. Uh, But then you have ones on there like League of Legends is free to play. It's literally got to be one of the most accessible games. (laughs) And still it has this cult. That's a cult because it's a cult. Like, yeah, did we, didn't we put that in for the sense uh, of that, that is cult-ish? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think it was technically our, like... Uh, it was a big celebration yeah, episode yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, but then again, yeah, League of Legends does fall into that description that I think I just had. Like, I think I'm a genius right now, where it's like you hear someone else saying that they've played it and then they liked it, but you haven't. I'm, I just, that's... I feel like there's some genres that are got to be a little bit, maybe they're just a little less accessible, whether that's a region thing, a time thing, a, a gameplay thing. Because none of these are like really popular genres like shooters or yeah. beat-em-ups. I guess Psychonauts is kind of a beat-em-up, but that's cult for another reason. Like, I've. Do you say that? Would you agree? There's some value in saying that some genres uh, lend themselves more to that cult side. I I think that yeah, you're right. I reckon that there is. I reckon point and click is definitely because I think the problem is is that people don't like that kind of slower pace whereas some people really do and so you have all these things that might be considered cult classics or if you like point and click games they're all the games you've played (laughs) you know like someone who's like sam and max or monkey island like probably have like would like gabriel (laughs) knight not calling out anyone specifically There definitely, there definitely would be some genres that are less likely to have cult classics. So you raise a good point with like, what is a first-person shooter that is a cult classic? They're either generally good and well-known, or just or, or bad, and no one wants to play them. I think one of the only ones is the game 13, um, which recently got like remade and everyone hated the remake because they are such devoted fans of the original. Um, But then aside from that, yeah, nothing really stands out. There's a few cult classic, like I'm thinking third person, uh, Spec Ops The Line as like a modern cult classic. I highly recommend it um, for, for anyone who <clears> enjoys <throat> Like, it's not about the gunplay. It's just, it's like a, one of the few like well-written action games. Mm. 
um, that's because it's like you think it's all like Call of Duty, but it's actually like uh, a modern take on the famous like novel of Heart of Darkness, and um, which inspired like Apocalypse Now and things like that. And so, because it was kind of an unremarkable shooter, people didn't really jump on board. But it's actually a very good like story. Um, and so that's like a modern third-person shooter cult classic. But yeah, you'd definitely be right in assuming that. But then is it a marketing thing? Is it... There are some, some genres yeah. that are easier to sell. Oh, yeah. And so more people will play them and it won't be as cult. Ooh, what about... Because I... While you were talking, I was getting up because I forgot the name of what I would consider a cult classic first-person shooter. Uh, and I was going to hit you with it. Singularity. Yeah, you you, know? you were a big fan of Singularity. It was fun, and Protein Pill was very funny back in the day. Uh, remember that, Adrian? Orb meat. Time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but Singularity, I would consider that to be a cult classic because I haven't heard enough about it uh, in the popular. So maybe I'm wrong. But then is it... Are you on the right track? Because how do you explain singularity? Because it's time travel kind of thing. It's a complicated cell. Like, yeah, it's a first-person shooter, but you also have this device that allows you to manipulate time and you can go forward and backward and you've lost them. They're not buying it because it's taken too long. It's not like instant gratification. It's a long And that's just in the cell. Like, you're selling the game, and if it's like, okay, so you're an alien, and you are stuck on Earth at the start, I think, I haven't played it yet, we're playing Destroy All Humans in October, but it's, or like, you're the school bully, but you are also being bullied or something, I don't know, Earthbound, you've already lost them on the title, because it's very space-themed, so surely it would be like, well, I guess they're stuck there. See, even I'm lost and I'm playing the game. Have we changed your mind at all, Adrian? Have you? Yeah. Are there more parts to consider yeah. what makes cult? Yeah, I think, like, because I was going from the angle of just the game itself, but I guess you're right, like, some of these genres and some of their, their stories and their themes are hard to sell. So, yeah, I mean, I was never 100% like, this is the only reason why. But I thought there was a a strong trend. Now it's just more like, eh, yeah, I guess. Because I just like, a lot of the games we're told, you know, these greatest games of all time, but no one's ever played them, is like, to me, it's always like, oh, it's a, it's a SNES RPG you've never played, or it's a Final Fantasy you've never played, or it's this JRPG, or it's this yeah, uh, like point and click. I would say point and click as a whole genre is like almost cult. Yeah, <clears throat> I hundred percent agree. Because it, it, it one, it's the hard, it's hard to sell, it's hard to describe, and it is hard to get into because most, like every, I would say, as someone who hasn't played many, but. I would say every point-and-click adventure has one moment where the mental gymnastics is gold medal. Well done. I don't know how you got there, but you did. 
I had to use a walkthrough, I'm unsatisfied. <laughs> but at the same time, as someone who played a lot of point-and-click adventure, we saw it evolve into a pure mainstream form, and that was through Telltale Games. I was Telltale's just about to Dead, make that, yeah. Batman, Enemy Within, Game of Thrones. Uh, they, they picked up all these big licenses, and it's like they are adventure games. Um, and But they stripped away, I guess, that awkwardness and they sell it now as like well it's an interactive movie yeah really that's what point and click adventure games are they're like they're like puzzle based stories that that either have like the indie ones now which focus a lot on like the art like there's a lot of great ones like i'm playing one by day dalek at the moment called ken follett's uh pillars of the earth and it's like so they're often like often like really beautiful looking games with really great stories and a a slight puzzle element to give you a game as you experience almost just a graphic novel it's just like it's the equivalent of me watching you know just marvel movies all the popcorn flicks, you know, Die Hard, Resident Evil, the movie. And then you saying, yeah, but books are pretty good. And I'm like, I'm a nerd. So I can't call you a nerd. But I'm definitely feeling like you're a nerd. <laughs> Point and click adventures. They're very, like... Very nerdy. Yeah, it's like I'm really my mm. hand is shaking and like clenched because I'm like my body on like a genetic level is telling me to take your lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to actually look up because I do. I don't know if you'd call it a point and click. Um, but but, you know, it's funny. Yes, people who play mobas to me. So, like, eSports to me, I'm the kind of gamer who finds eSports the nerdy part of gaming. It's not the cool part of gaming. Even what? though millions of people are involved in MOBAs. I think it- and there are great teams that win, like, huge prizes. Like, MOBAs and eSports, it's like, that's still, like, the uncool part of gaming. I, I think, I think I, it depends. I, what do you click for? Do you click for one thing or does your click do different things? Because in a league, if you're pressing, I forget which one it is, to ping, you know, it's obviously in point and click games, you got different functionalities. Whereas us cool games over here, you click, you shoot, that's it. Bang, bang, pew, pew. That's, so I'm looking at point and click um, on Steam, and apparently the best one is Papers, Please. Wouldn't call that a point and click, but I see where they're coming from. Uh, and then next is Walking Dead. Do you not click? You do. Uh, it's more of a puzzle game, just, really. Yeah, like I feel like Deduction. point and click is a certain yeah. Like they've got Phoenix right here, and I'm like, mm, yeah, do you point and click though? Like you're thinking you? of like <clears throat> adventure. The worst form of point and click adventure game is the hidden object games like no one likes those there's many good point and click adventure games that are not that would you say gabriel knight is a hidden object game 
uh, I, almost these days, it might be it might be put into that. At the time, that was that those were adventure games. That was the only way that they could do that. Oh boy, what an adventure! I feel like the essence of those games has turned into this is such a diverge. Like the conversation's gone. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's how, that's how <laughs> um, conversation goes. Yeah. yeah, this is a natural conversation, folks. Uh, I feel like the essence of those games have like turned into like Uncharted. Like I feel like yeah, a lot of people who were working on specifically Gabriel Knight. Like I feel like half of them wish they were making Vampire the Masquerade, and the other half wish they were doing Uncharted. Like that's what I feel. Like one half is that kind of role playing, and it's gritty, and you're in uh, the Bayou. Where what's the name? I'm trying to think of the actual city name. America is so far away. Anyway, oh, New Orleans. Thank you. Uh, or do you want to be going adventuring across the globe, which is the back half of that game? Uncharted is just where in the world is Carmen San Diego with guns? I would have called it uh, male Lara Croft, but to each their own. Lara Croft is just a lady in short, short ducktails. And ducktails uh, really <laughs> is just a duck version of Rogue. But. <laughs> it all comes back to Pong. That's what we're going to end up. I had a I had a good point here of what they had become. Ah, I lost it. You can take your time. It's probably <clears> hidden, <throat> like in the background. Like some. That's what I hate. Is I hate when there's they've made it so oh, everything blends in and it's like it's not obvious. <laughs> no, I've completely blanked it. But I had a really good example of where they have gone now well you got like the telltale um, games you got heavy rain and uh until dawn i kind of is in that zone like these quick time event story games that's kind of yeah, where i, I saw it go true as well quick time events <clears throat> are, no we're not the way they're not no boy no i don't know i just haven't played a i think i with what matt said it's oh, like there's always that like moment the where the witness the uh, you know the Stanley Parable, um, oh, Walking Sims. Like the, yeah, those those walk em ups. <laughs> walk uh, <'em> ups. <laughs> they they are an offshoot of uh, puzzle event, and like and the Witness is a puzzle game. Um, but it's like they've, it's they've often become a lot of those scheme. indie ones. Even the Outer Wilds would <gasps> be inspired. No. They Don't would get their it. roots. Okay, from Don't do it. All right. Hear me out. Click adventure. <laughs> Outer Wilds. hundred percent taken. No, from you're right. That Outer Wilds <laughs> is what every adventure game should be. Outer Wilds is the perfect adventure game. You want to know why? Because there's no f- stupid moments. I don't think I had to look anything up. I think okay, maybe I had to look one thing up, but it wouldn't be an adventure game if it didn't have one weird moment. Uh, that's good. That's the evolution of gaming. That's someone seeing it and going. Why isn't it like this? Why if there is a mystery, uh, or why am I only? Why do I? Why does it have to be so linear? Why can't I learn things yeah. in pieces? Yeah, because a, a lot of adventure games, in my experience, from what I've played, are. I'm sorry, this is going to hurt ears, Michael. Badly designed and badly thought out. <laughs> um, 
but my maybe I've only played the bad ones. They have yeah. their own, like you have to figure out quite often the designer's logic. I've noticed that playing classic ones in that they don't so much as try and give you something that you would understand. You have to understand <clears throat> them almost the other way around. Then that so brings like, up... You know, in a Lucas, in a LucasArts uh-huh. games, it's like rub monkey on light switch. Uh-huh. You know, it's going to be a weird combination. Then that brings up another really good discussion I think we should have in four weeks' time. I think maybe we've brought it up or maybe I've brought it up to you guys, but... To me, that implies there's a correct way to play a video game. And I think we've talked about it before. Not Maybe not on the pod, but like, is there a correct way to play a video game? If you're not playing it correctly, do you have the right to say something's good or bad? Because like, if I'm not following their logic, that implies I'm playing this game incorrectly. Because that's what I kind of think with... Yeah, like Dead by Daylight and Pokemon Unite are perfect examples of games that we've played where I feel like the developers would say, you're not playing that correctly. Whereas we go, no, it's designed incorrectly because we're not seeing what, like Pokemon Unite's a bit of a step away because they got weird laws because company i forget the company's name but it's chinese and they have weird laws i've read on reddit so tencent that's the one um whereas dead by daylight it's like yeah i feel like we like maybe i'm putting words in your mouth and i don't mean to but i feel like we're expecting a different game than they're actually giving i think that I think it's silly if a designer went, oh, you're not playing it right. You know, that, that's like a musician saying, oh, I don't really <laughs> like this song. And they go, oh, you don't, you just don't understand it. You're not you listening to it right. It. You got to turn your ears yeah, this way. <laughs> Wasn't there someone who actually, I swear there was maybe for a movie? No, for a game. Oh, I've, I've unlocked a memory. Was it, am it's I thinking of like, Last of Us Part 2? The guy, was it Neil Druckmann? Or am I projecting this memory onto another memory? But I remember well, in recent said, like, thing. You don't get it. Yeah, you like, oh, you, you're not playing it right. You don't if, understand if you don't, it. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, well, if you, you do don't. If you, job. Yeah. Because a part of it. It's like, well, you have a choice as a creator. It's either open to interpretation or it's not open to interpretation. And if people and if people are not getting that in those two camps, then you haven't succeeded. You know? I think if you're going, no, it's not open to interpretation and everyone's interpret interpreting it, then you didn't make it clear that there is only one interpretation. Mm. Yeah. I think this is another little fun discussion we could have in our next episode as this one's coming towards its end. Because uh, I'm torn on it. I think because I could see points of view on both sides, but it's one of those game theorems that I like to think about. You're just too <laughs> angry that you shot the robot at the beginning of New Vegas. 
That's what started this. So he was I'm pretty sure Matt's like, you played the game wrong. And I'm like, that's not fair. No. Yeah. No, you did. No, that that one in particular. Because your actions have consequences. That's the point of the game. There still is wrong. Like in Mario, you don't walk into the Goomba. Yeah. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's shooting. What's his name? No, but that's different. Like, uh, look. No, no, no. Let's, okay. It's the equivalent of you accidentally hitting jump and jumping into the fire stick. No, it's yeah, not. That's not your fault. That's not. Your, that's not the same. That's that's a false equivalency there. That, it's, no, let's get him. Let's get this outer world. No, no. Guy. Next time, Michael next and time. I in the outer world. Let's prepare you know, some. Statements. You know what the problem is. I the reason that this up. was so good. Please let me. Yeah, wrap. I know. Um, I'm. I will let you wrap up. I'm saying the reason that this has gone on so long and that it's gonna <laughs> two parter is. Uh, um, it's because I moved, and so we were talking, but we didn't get enough, and so the spark was started, but it wasn't enough, and so now we're like, we've got to talk about games. So join us next month as let's do it. Shall we do it like a full on, like a little debate of like? I don't know which like, side I I'm sit on though, remember. but I can. <laughs> I would definitely like in that specific case of Fallout New Vegas as a game. I would make arguments to support my points, uh, but it's as a general concept. I think it's an interesting discussion. But w- you'll have to join us for the next episode, and don't miss the next episode of Earthbound, the SNES RPG cult classic. And I tell you, it's a cult classic because I only know the little boy thanks to Smash Bros. Yeah, I'm a few hours in and still haven't seen Lucas, but I'm very excited for when he comes up. Well, we'll see you next time then. Thank you very much for listening. My name's been Adrian. I've been Matt, and that was a joke. I know he's not in the game. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, does he appear later? Say <laughs> your name. A deep dive? We're wrapping up. Say the name. Say your name. Michael, that's me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>